What's up, everybody? You're here with Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. My name is Pat Sheehan, and on the casting couch this week with me is Dave Martinson. Dave, what's going on? Kind of creepy that I called the, ca- the casting couch, I know. Yeah, I don't have a response to that. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing well. So I called it the casting couch this week because basically this whole episode is going to be talking a about... A lot of exciting casting. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of great actors being cast in notable projects, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good day. Yeah, we, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different movies coming up, including a Harley Quinn movie, Black Panther, and Fargo. Where do you want to Fargo's start? Fargo's not a movie. TV, TV miniseries. Movie, then miniseries. You're correct. You're correct. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Harley Quinn. So what's going on with that? Yeah, Margot Robbie, of course. Bay. In case you don't know. Breakout star of The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, she was playing, awesome in that. Playing Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. She's basically already the star of Suicide Squad. Those trailers. Even man. though the movie hasn't come out yet, which is, which is good. Let's hope the movie does well. But it's now come out that, partially due to Robbie's own doing... A Harley Quinn solo movie is in the works from DC. And DC just did a, a shakeup. DC Films and uh, Jeff Johns is running that. So they seem to be going in a different creative direction. Zack Snyder probably has less control. So that's good news. You can read up on that. DC hopefully is making some good moves. And having a Harley Quinn solo movie, I think, is a fantastic idea. Yeah, Margot Robbie is a rising. Yeah. Quickly rising. Very young actress, only 25. Really in demand. From all the trailers, it seems like she was perfectly cast as Harley Quinn for this movie. I think this is a very interesting idea, and from what I've read about it, and kind of what you told me off air, it seems like this is going to be a mostly female-centric movie. Yeah, from what they're saying, uh, other female costume heroes and the like will be involved. They mentioned Batgirl, which is interesting. It's uh, Barbara Gordon, that's uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. In the comics. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Batgirl was cast for Batman vs. Superman, but cut for time, and she will be in the director's cut. Jenna Malone. Right. So she does, she is already out there. Will they use Jenna Malone? Perhaps. Don't know if they even use Batgirl. But they also mentioned the Birds of Prey. So that's like Huntress, Black Canary, mm-hmm. more notable one. Uh, maybe you got Poison Ivy in this, you'd have Catwoman in this. Two different teams of female characters. Really interesting, but. I think the the reason Robbie wanted to make this is because she wanted Harley Quinn's character to have a story that wasn't immediately tied to her relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. In Suicide Squad's case, that's the Joker. And obviously the Joker is very important to Harley Quinn, but I think it's good to have a strong female character out there. And this will probably push Marvel to make moves on the Black Widow solo movie because Kevin Feige announced that, seriously considering that again. So that'd be good. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to think about bringing in all these different characters and mm. also thinking about just the direction that DC is going obviously different but similar to Marvel in terms of they have all these different superhero movies mm-hmm. that then can collaborate with the Justice League mm-hmm. moving forward right. I think they're going for like a Deadpool with this Harley Quinn's kind of like she's the character's insane but she mm-hmm. sometimes breaks the fourth wall she's just very you know loopy and out there so you could see the appeal in that regard huh from the trailer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think it's actually really interesting that as this is being put together, which was something that was rumored and now is really looks like it's definitely going to happen, a rumor that a really major actor was going to be out of a superhero movie is now back in. Yeah. Michael Keaton. That's right. Possibly playing the Vulture? Yeah, so Michael Keaton was initially rumored to be in talks for the villain in Spider-Man Homecoming, which comes out next uh, July, but... And it was said that his, he had removed his name. And apparently, he's back in talks now. And the reason was, 
was Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, joined the mm-hmm. film, and it was all over concerns of could Marvel afford both actors' salaries? Because we know, we've known for a long time, RDJ makes bank whenever yes. he plays Tony Stark. That's <laughs> why he's still doing it, and he's doing a great job nonetheless. Keaton, obviously, he's been in back-to-back best pictures for Birdman and yep. Spotlight. He's doing really well. He's commanding quite the check. So I can understand that concern. But hopefully he is back in, because it'd be sick. Obviously, him playing Vulture would be super meta, because Birdman was like Vulture. Right, and except on the other side right. of... Right. I actually don't know if I like that move for him. I, th- I want him to be like Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. That uh, would Will- be Willem Dafoe killed that back in the day. Because that, that's an interesting character that's not like some like, you know, crazy villains. Right. And he's a really, obviously, Michael Keane's a very good actor, so I, I think it'd be cool. Get him out there. I just don't know. Uh, Birdman was a good movie. Liked it, didn't love it. I think I liked more of the way it was shot yeah. than the actual uh, very good story or premise. I don't know. Keaton is a great actor. He's gonna he's gonna do well in whatever role he does. But coming two years after he did a movie about a superhero called Birdman, now being a bird villain, I don't know. Get away from the birds, Mike. That that that'd be my advice to you. We'll see. Hopefully, Tell you, Norman Osborn will be sick. Yeah, if if he was Norman Osborn, Osborn, that'd be really awesome. I don't know if they would go in that direction after that was the first superhero in the Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio so. was actually tweeting that he wants Marvel to hit him up. Because he played Kingpin in mm-hmm. Daredevil, of course. And Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain, right. primarily Spider-Man Daredevil. But thus far, Marvel TV and Marvel Studios haven't really collabed because they're run by different mm-hmm. you know, executives and whatnot. So that'd be cool if they could finally make that connection. But Absolutely. I don't think it happens right away. So kind of moving on to Black Panther. Yeah. So we saw... Another Marvel movie. We saw Chadwick Boseman play Black Panther in the Captain America Civil War movie. Yeah, Killed if, it. If you would like to know our thoughts on Boseman and Black Panther, listen to our Captain America Civil War spoiler cast at soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod and on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We talked about that in depth. And there were a lot of castings for this. I want to start with who isn't going to be in the movie. Because yes. that might be the most interesting part. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, actually, John Boyega's agent came out and said he is, in fact, not going to be right. in the Black Panther movie. Right. But the fact that he was even rumored in it is pretty awesome. Yeah, Finn, obviously, from Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Both Marvel and Star Wars, both owned by Disney. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Nonetheless, not happening. And that's probably for the best. Right. I feel like Boyega would get totally burned out if he had to mm-hmm. work on two huge movies like that because... He would just be finished being done promoting episode eight when this when Black Panther was being made, and like it just wouldn't add up for him. It would be really hectic. When I heard he was rumored, I thought he would have to play a helper, I guess, to Black Panther, whether it was like a scientist. Sure. Or he should, he like should be a leading man in, anyway. He should, but I, I thought he, there's no way he's going to be a reoccurring character. True. Maybe he just wanted to be a part of this since Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o are both yeah. attached to this now. Michael B. Jordan apparently is a villain. Which is, I think is a great career move for him. Because yeah, he's never really done that before. No. A very, very good actor, obviously. Fruitvale Station really mm-hmm. put him on the map. The rumor is that he can be maybe Eric Killmonger. Okay. So maybe War with Wakanda, his dad dies or something. You could obviously very easily make a con. He also... Andy Serkis' Ulysses Claw from Age of mm-hmm. Ultron. I assume he'll be back. Maybe he's the motivator for right. B. Jordan's villain. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's sick. And Lupita Nyong'o, love interest. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she'll bring it though. She's a very good actress. Yeah, I mean, I think for Michael B. Jordan, he's always been in that hero role. Yeah. it seems Chronicle. He was yep. hero. Chronicle. Friday Night Lights as Vince. Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Technically, <laughs> yeah. So he'll be the second Human Creed? Torch to jump ship from Fox to Marvel. Obviously, oh, obviously Chris Evans. Right. Became Captain America. I, I didn't actually think about that, but that's yeah. a that's a really interesting point. O for two on retaining human <laughs> torches, Fox. So sorry. O, o for two on Fantastic Four in general. That's also unfortunately true. But Michael B. Jordan needed to do something different because if he was always the hero, he would become Chris Evans. Which I mean, I think he's a good actor, Chris Evans, but I also think he's very one in one lane. Where Michael Perhaps. B. Jordan, I think, has he's a, really good a actor, lot yeah. more chops. To this play is, different I think this is a good move for Jordan because he'll finally be 100% mainstream. Obviously, Creed, mm-hmm. but not everyone saw Creed. Creed, right. you know, did not sell a lot of tickets. Obviously, very well received. Everyone really liked it. That's why Ryan Coogler went from Creed, not directing Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But now Jordan will be a household name. That's good. It's yeah, actually funny nice. that it seems like Marvel really liked Creed because you got Black Panther being directed by Creed's director, Ryan Coogler. Michael B. Jordan's back, and that's a star. Sylvester Stallone is having a cameo role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then Tessa Thompson from Creed was just cast in Thor Ragnarok. Do so we know they, what Stallone's role is going to be? We do not. It's not Stallone's dad. That's probably Kurt Russell. Gotcha. Well, that, that's actually a really interesting point. I, I didn't notice all those connections, but yeah, yeah. they must be huge Creed, Creed fans over at Marvel. Clearly. <laughs> so Thor had uh, Ragnarok, right? Correct. Thor 3. Yeah, Probably the last I'm just going to call it Thor 3. Seems like they, I mean, obviously Tom Hiddleston is coming back as Loki, yeah. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And Anthony Hopkins as Odin as mm-hmm. well. And uh, Idris Elba as... as Heimdall, yes. the gatekeeper guy. But there were a lot of new casting, so where do you want to start? Yeah, so Tessa Thompson's back in there, that's good. Get, mm-hmm. get her more exposure as well, that's great. Two really big ones. Carl Urban, I don't know his name, but you've seen him. He was uh, Aomer in Lord of the Rings, you're in the, the Riders of Rohan, yep. that lead guy. He was the assassin who had that awesome car chase and fight with Jason Bourne in Bourne Supremacy, yep. the second Bourne. And then he really got a lot of acclaim for Dread, 2012 movie that everyone loved, hmm. but no one saw in movies, and unfortunately not getting a sequel. That's on Netflix, please watch that movie Dread. I'll Great. check that out. And now Carl Urban has been cast in Thor. Oh, and he's also in a Star, new Star Trek as McCoy. Yeah, everybody's seen Carl Urban, but yeah. nobody knows who Carl yeah. Urban he's is. Good. He's, he's good. He's a good actor. And a great for a sporting character. Right, uh, but he's playing Scourge, who's like yeah. this huge brawny yeah. villain Very in the Thor universe. From from what it seems like, he'll either have to be CGI'd or start taking steroids now. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's interesting. But I'm, I'm not going to doubt Marvel. They clearly know what they're doing in terms of hiring great talent and also making it work. So we'll see. He'll, he'll have to get on that Tom Hardy workout plan to get ready for Thor mm, Ragnarok. Yeah, or sure. the Chris Hemsworth workout plan. <laughs> yeah. Marvel knows a thing or two about workout plans. Chris <laughs> Evans, they're right. all jacked. <laughs> and then we also have another villain in yeah. for Thor. Hela? Hela? How do you say Hela. Hela. Well, it looks it's like, like from the underworld of I think, Asgard. I think Kate Blanchett's going to be hella good in this role. Yeah. We got a new Kate Blanchett was being rumored, but it's finally confirmed. She's playing the villain. So a lead villain in Marvel for the first time. Apparently, this recently came out. Iron Man 3, Aldrich Killian, Guy mm-hmm. Pearce's character. Apparently, uh, Shane Black initially pitched that as a female, but Marvel corporate at the time was like, I don't know if we want to do that because female characters don't sell toys. That's a very antiquated way of thinking now, as we know, because there was the big controversies with Gamora from Guardians 
and right. Ray from Star Wars are like, why are they missing from these sets? They're main characters. And mm-hmm. I think we're getting past that thinking now, but obviously this was back in what this was being made like twenty twelve. Right. Kate Blanchett nonetheless, female lead villain and great actress. She's can't believe actress. she's in Marvel movie. It's awesome. She also I feel like Kate Blanchett's overall look is just kind of icy all the time. So Gal- Galadriel like... in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Fucking menacing. So she she's gonna just be a bad she's not even, yeah, she's not even a bad guy in that. She scared me as a kid. <laughs> when she has the thing when she's like corrupted by the, the one ring and she like, right, looks right. all like ghostly. She was in uh, really she was scary. in Brooklyn, right? Yes. And um, even in yeah. those in those I didn't watch the movie, but in the trailers I was like, ooh, Kate Blanchett. Icy. Mm-hmm. Ice Queen over there. But she's playing the the goddess of death. Is that who Hela yeah. is? Yeah, she's like the uh, Asgardian underworld as far as I know. Okay, interesting. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the casting I'm most excited for, just just because it adds such a different dimension, is Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. That's a <laughs> mic drop, right? Coming back to the forefront with Independence Day Resurgence, yeah. obviously reprising his role, so that's mm-hmm. cool. But being in a Marvel movie, Jeff what Goldblum. the hell? That's awesome. So, can you explain... I wish I could do an uh, impersonation of Goldblum, but I can't. I don't... don't, don't, If you can give me a line, I might be able to do it, but... Life finds a way. Life finds a way. (laughs) That wasn't good at all. Jeff Goldblum's one of a kind. Master. Master. (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) Uh, So, Grandmaster, can you explain who he is in the Marvel Universe? Yeah, think of, like, these people were around when the Big Bang happened, to put it very bluntly. The Collector... Benicio Del Toro's character, you saw him in Guardians, mm-hmm. and he was in a post-credit scene before that. Yep. He is also of the same group, group as as the Grandmaster. And gotcha. because these people are, you know, they're these these this species, they're around for like eons, they're super old. They all develop these like really intense hobbies. So the collector obviously collected things. He went across the universe and collected cool shit. We saw his room in Guardians, right? The Grandmaster, what he does is he likes to have competitions and games and Strat- challenges. Strategy, right? Right. In previous comics, he would pit people against each other. So people are speculating that maybe we're getting a pseudo-plane Hulk action going on because Hulk, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, is in Thor Ragnarok. Right. And people want Planet Hulk. Mm. That's where Hulk goes to a faraway land and like does like gladiator shit. Super badass, mm. right? Grandmaster pitting... Maybe, maybe Grandmaster takes Hulk from wherever he is on Earth and that's what starts part of the conflict. Who knows? But... Should be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And the, the sense I get from reading up on this is that the Grandmaster isn't a, a good guy or a bad guy. He just right. does shit to do shit. Yeah, they've been, they've been around forever. They don't have, like, real allegiance. Same with the Collector. They just kind of do stuff. And the other the other sense I got is that he might play a big role into Infinity War just because It's he, very cosmic what they're doing, so. Right, and he has one of the stones that Thanos wants to get or something well, along those lines. That would make sense. That's another, because there's two stones that haven't been introduced, so right. you got to figure one's coming up for Thor. So definitely interesting and Jeff Goldblum, awesome cast. I, I think actually everybody that was cast for yeah. this is a really, really, really good, good choice. Yeah. So Marvel stays killing it. They do. So then the last thing we want to talk about today, Fargo, a show that we both really, really like. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. a few month, a month or so yeah. ago. We said that we liked season two a lot. Yeah. Season three is not coming out until next year, but we have our first bit of information. Yeah, fall 2017, it. so it's a ways away. So Obi-Wan. Uh, Alec Guinness, Back from the Dead? <laughs> I, that would be even more interesting than Ewan McGregor yeah. being cast as the co, I guess, a dual leading role. Dual how, how do you lead. say that? Yeah, dual, dual lead. lead. He's going to be playing the Stussy Brothers. Yeah, he's playing two different characters, the two lead characters. So. Yeah, Ambitious. 
Yeah, and they're, they're not twins. One's, uh, one's an older brother, one's a younger brother, not by a lot. And one one's has a full head of hair, and one is bald and fat. It's going to be very interesting to For see sure. him in these two very different yeah. roles. Initially, my reaction was that of Tom Hardy's Legend, which came out last yes. fall, which Tom Hardy played these two real-life British gangster brothers, yep. the, the Crays. Yes. The Cray brothers. And the problem was they said that Tom Hardy made half the movie and ruined half the movie because one of his portrayals was just so completely ridiculous that it just took took you out of the movie. Right. But it doesn't seem like Fargo would ever go that route. Fargo's actually a very, very grounded show. Mm-hmm. So I'm very intrigued. Noah Hawley, who's the creator of the Fargo show TV runner. show, and he's directed, he's written every episode and directed a lot of them, uh, the showrunner. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly proven that with... Fargo season two, which is near flawless TV, right? And Fargo season one, which is also fantastic. So I'm very int- intrigued to see what happens. Fargo season one and two both had a lot of really good actors. So you yeah. got to figure more coming to join McGregor, right? So uh, in Fargo season one, you had Billy Bob Thornton playing Bob Lauren Malvo, Ma- yes, Malvo, yeah. And then you had Martin Freeman playing Lester. Bob Odenkirk was also yep. in there as well. Better Call Saul. And in season two, you had Patrick Wilson, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Clemens. Yes, Plemons. the goat. He needs to be in more movies. He does need to be in more movies. By the way, young Ned Stark in the Game of Thrones flashbacks looked like <laughs> Jesse Plemons, but totally wasn't. I wish Jesse Plemons was that bad. Yeah. Yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All we know about this movie so far is that Ewan McGregor's playing these two brothers yeah. set in 2011. And that oh, these, it's more modern. Yes, oh, so it's cool. moving forward from the first season. I wonder if it's connected to the first two. Interesting. They they say that no actors from the first two seasons are going to be involved in this season. Sure. So, and that makes sense because of the increase in time. Right. But I just wonder if the story connects. There might be some brief or some outside connection, kind mm-hmm. of like season one had... It, right. <laughs> season one dropped the hint for what season two was about right. very subtly. I kind of came up with a list of people I think I would want to see Right. Uh, that might need a little career revival. Sure. So the first on my list, I was, I was thinking, who could play a good Lester-type character? Sure. Kind of sympathetic, okay. moves to more badass, comes into his own. Tobey Maguire. Oh, wow, good. That's good. So That's good. He, he doesn't really act that much. He was in Brothers with mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal a few years ago, but he's not very active. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's available. But great idea. So he was after Spider-Man, he really dropped off. Like I said, he, he is not active that much. And I think that he could definitely play that kind of sympathetic, pushover type role that gets an edge as the season goes on. Sure. As long as he does uh, not doesn't do Spider-Man 3, does yeah, Spider-Man no. 1 and 2. Someone else I, I really would want to see in the season is Courtney B. Vance, who was a standout star from uh, The People vs. O.J. Oh, oh I see. Um, um, he played Johnny Cochran. Yes, yeah, I heard he was excellent. And I did not watch. So I, I was thinking he might play a similar role as Bokeem Woodbine played in Season 2 in yeah, he, of Fargo. He steals every scene in Fargo Season 2. Yeah, so Bo- Bokeem Woodbine plays Mike Milligan in Season 2. Yeah. And like you said, Dave, every scene he's in, he just jumps off the screen. He was yeah. incredible. Excellent. Kerry Washington was someone else that I thought. Okay. Moving from Scandal, which is basically a late night soap opera. Is Scandal ending? Scandal. It, it, it's tough to do more than one TV show at a time. That's the problem. I don't know if Scandal's ending. However, she's Scandal, doing, Scandal does really well. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of movies yeah. recently. She did she, because she schedules the movies during her. Right. I assume during the summer when she's not filming her TV. So uh, if she wanted to move something a little more serious, I feel like this would be sure. a, a good jump for her. Maybe a Kirsten Dunst type role. I also thought Liv Tyler. So mm. the, the Leftovers. Yeah. She plays Megan Leftovers, and she is terrifying in that role. 
I didn't know she was in Leftovers. Wonderful. Yeah. Who else is in Leftovers? I don't know. I watch that either. I just know Damon Lindelof runs uh, it. In terms of big names, there's no one else that's See, I that. assume I didn't know anyone in the show. I did not know Liv Tyler was there. I was just thinking because her character in Marvel's Incredible Hulk 2008 opened thread that they're just kind of you know ignoring for whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know she was uh, killing it in Leftovers. That's interesting. Yeah, she started off as this sympathetic character whose husband dies in whatever it's called. The event. Like the, yeah, people are gone. And now she's a sociopath. Yeah, she joined this cult, and now she's like the leader of this cult, and she's uh, really badass and really out to really hurt people. That has one more season coming, right? Third, yeah, third and final. Third and final. It should be coming out this fall, I believe. So she'll be free in 2017, and I think she could really jump from one pretty good project to one really great project. Yeah, I assume unless they're making it well in advance, they'll probably make that next summer. So I was thinking, who could play like the big name Billy Bob Thornton type role? Bruce Willis. Hmm. So, I can't remember I the last know. movie I he did. I does, don't think he. When was the last time he showed any range? I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Maybe one. maybe Pulp Fiction. Yeah, was that was 1994. <laughs> Bruce Willis has lately just played Bruce Willis, right? In Die Hard Five and Expendables, and that's basically it, isn't it? But that's the thing is, I feel like this it, it, this show is so well written, and it's true. the characters are so well developed that I feel like yeah. even Bruce Willis couldn't fuck up a role good like point. that. That's a good point. Is there anybody that you thought would be? Yeah, I mean, we thought of Chris Pine. Oh, Chris Pine. Interesting. Plays Kirk in New Star yep. Trek. That was really a big breakout. But ever since that, similar to Chris Hemsworth, he's never been able to really get a box office hit mm-hmm. that he anchors on his own right. that isn't a franchise. Uh, the Finest Hours, that uh, boat rescue movie, really yeah. his most recent. They lost a lot of money on that. So you got to figure he just might be one of those guys, like a Colin Farrell, where you're just mm-hmm. not a leading man. You're not going to sell movies on your right. own, but you're still very talented, so you got to work on other projects, uh, mm. whether it's indies or you know TV. And I think Chris Pine could be really, it'd be a really good move for him if he was to do a really good TV show. So I'd like to see him, because he's really charismatic. He's really awesome on the screen, which is unfortunately is in bad movies or movies that don't make money. That'd be an interesting one. Chris Pine had so much momentum when he was cast as yeah. Kirk... And Basically, then, Chris Pine was supposed to be what Chris Pratt is right now. Yeah. And it didn't happen. I think it's because... It happened to Taylor Kish, happened to him. I think it's because his forehead's so big. Colin Farrell's another one. Even Gyllenhaal, to a certain extent. He never became <laughs> yeah. the huge star that everyone expected. He's still very good, but he yeah. never became the, the big A-lister. You know? Gyllenhaal's become more of those killing an in, in indie movie. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was all. You also said, and I'm going to kind of steal this from you, Michael Pena. I think he would be mm-hmm. great in Fargo. I love Michael Pena. I feel like very he, versatile guy. Yeah, especially if he played a similar role to I forgot what his name is, but the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond when he <laughs> kind of came in last year, kind of like one of those side roles where you, he can kind of come in, steal a couple scenes, sure. and get out. A couple others, I thought Josh Hartnett. Haven't seen him in it, anything big in a while. He, he could probably use a revival. Is he acting or is Ryan? I get him and Ryan Felipe confused. One of them is like doesn't act anymore. Ryan Felipe doesn't okay. act anymore. Josh Hartnett does a bunch of really low budget movies now. Yeah. I feel like he. he did I don't you forget ever you see, from Pearl Harbor. <laughs> did you ever see Lucky Number Eleven? Yeah, he was awesome in that. And I feel oh, like, he's leading that. Yeah, that's what that is. I, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna double check. I believe he's okay. Ben Kingsley's in it. He's good. Yeah, and so is uh, Bruce Willis. Ben Kingsley, he'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Ben Kingsley would do. Uh, a TV show. Probably not. I don't think he ever has. Oh, but if I got the ultimate thing, would be like Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom, Tom Cruise is in. Some people despise Tom Cruise, which is fine, but he's phenomenal and he has so much range. Mm-hmm. Oh, if he was on Fargo, that'd be really good. But it obviously wouldn't happen because Tom Cruise makes like $25 million a movie. Right. And you're not making that much on TV. So, two more, and I want to hear what you think about these Dominic West. 
He played McNulty on the wire. Mm. I think he could play a really good Patrick Wilson type role where mm. he's kind of just the character who moves the plot along. You're not really as inve- you're not really as interested in his character. Right. He kind of plays like the moral compass in a way and just kind of drives the show. Right. Although he was awesome as it, McNulty in the wire. Interesting things happen around him. He is also in that show The Affair right now, so yeah. that would have to stop. Yeah. I just, I just thought what about Jeremy Renner? Ah, I don't know if he'd do TV, but Renner. It'd be, it'd be cool to get him some action. Renner is a, a favorite of Andy Greenwald and Chris Chris Ryan. Speaking of watch. Ringer favorites, Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Miles Teller would be awesome. That actually, this actually might be the perfect type of project for him to kind of get some momentum yeah, going. Get away from fire. Divergent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Zach Efron. Am I getting too far? No, I don't want Zach Efron. No, I don't know if he can do serious. No, I don't think I so. I love Zach Efron in comedies. I think he's hilarious. The last one, I was thinking who could take the Kirsten Dunst type role? Mm. Kate Hudson. Okay. So I watched Almost Famous this weekend, and <laughs> she was awesome in that movie, and she's beautiful, and I mm. feel like she could definitely play a quirky person. So there's definitely a bunch of names, and we'll we'll be bringing all of the all of our takes on who yeah. gets cast. And this is a ways about. away, yeah, but we'll chime in next time they announce anything. Purely speculation. But this is a show that you need to watch. You have plenty of time for season three. Yeah, it's likely not super connected anyway. But watch season one and two. Uh, I don't. They're not on Netflix. You'd have to on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, at least season one is. I'm not sure about season two, but season one is definitely on Hulu. Yeah. Watch that ish. Watch it. They're on, they're on FX, and FX is very quickly becoming one of the best networks. I think it's a, actually it's the second most awarded or nominated network after HBO, which most people wow. don't know. I was going to F- say FX AMC. Is an, FX is ahead of AMC right now. Wow. Ever since Breaking Bad stopped, it's been FX ahead of AMC. Interesting. All right, well, this has been our casting couch yeah. episode. Dave yeah. and I got kind of weird in the casting couch yeah. talking about who we... And thank you for being on the casting couch with us. Yeah. If you want to hit us up, please hit the show up at, at NostalgiaPod. Yeah, let us know Twitter. who you want to see in Fargo or a Marvel movie because apparently Marvel can get anyone and <laughs> I wish mean? Fargo would get anyone. Yeah. So let, let us know, at NostalgiaPod. Then get everybody except for John Boyega, apparently. Stay tuned for our episode next week. We're going to be previewing Governor's Ball, upcoming music festival which we in New York City, which we will both be at. So stay tuned for that next week. And if you're going to be going to Governor's Ball, please hit us up individually and tell us where, if you want to meet up for a beer to buy us a beer, hopefully, because we will not be buying beers because we're both kind of poor. I don't know if I'll have my wallet on me. <laughs> well, actually, Dave, a good thing is you can link your uh, wristband RFID. to your credit card. Yeah, so. I, don't, actually, I think that's even more dangerous. Definitely. Swipe like that. Oh, follow, <laughs> Tweet me, follow me at Sheeny World Peace, S-H-E-E-N-Y-W-R-L-D-P-E-A-C-E. Shout out Meta World Peace. Dave, where can they find you? You can follow me at Martin Swagger, M-A-R-T-N-S-W-A-G-R. And as always, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yes. That'd be super appreciated. You can find a direct link to us on iTunes at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash pod, as well as links to us on Stitcher and Google Play. Thank and before you. we go, Dave and I just want to give our sincerest thanks to the Beehive. Yes. Queen B episode killing it. Episode twelve, I think. 11. Yes, killing it on on SoundCloud. Over eleven hundred listens slash plays, and I know that all eleven thousand of those, eleven hundred of those, I wish it was eleven thousand, mm-hmm. were definitely people coming to listen to I us. I mean, the title is Beyonce Lemonade and R.I.P. Prince, right. so I'm sure a lot of those were Prince fans as well. Yeah, definitely. So if, if you're a Prince fan listening to this, I got hooked from going to listen to Lemonade with Prince in it. Mm. Thank you for listening. You're Thank welcome. you for playing. Yeah, and you're welcome for bringing you such quality content. So we'll see you next T- week. Tweet, tweet us your thanks. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Talking Governor's Ball.